Happy Tuesday. Hello, everybody. It's the 27th of March, and we're back. That's that's a little joke. We're, you don't know that we've been anywhere, but we're back. <laughs> <clears throat> we're, we're back. We were actually in Dallas for a few days, and we're back, and we're so excited, and God has said so many things, and so we're eager to share all with you. Yeah, we're we're kind of cozy today. It's been rainy, though not as rainy as the infamous they say said it would be. But uh, we've we've talked to Papa about his weather plan, and uh, but it's so it is just a little drizzly and rainy and um, that kind of thing. And we're just kind of cozy. Um, we did go to Dallas, and so we've been um, just getting to talk a lot about it. Dallas is a very significant place for us. We met there and we got engaged there and two of our kiddos, Axel and Toggle, were born in Dallas. So um, it's been 21 years since we lived there and uh, really most of our visits when we lived outside of Texas were external of Dallas because we were visiting family members who lived um, in surrounding areas, but we didn't make it to Dallas itself, um, downtown Dallas too much. So it was fun to just get to have some time there and um, have some memories and got to see um, a lot of my family and connect with them. So that was, that was awesome. And my goodness, that place has changed in 21 years. I guess the more deep you go around in a place where you've been, it's so different. We definitely felt like it was a return forward in every way that it could have been. Just getting to go to Dallas and see a town that we love so much and uh, drive through it, marvel at how it has grown, um, praising Jesus for every massive traffic jam that we seemed to miss. Yes, we it was really like, did. It was just miraculous. Like they built this, these express lanes in the in the highways and we weren't even there for the construction. So that was real nice. And then we got to use them and bypass all of this horrific many mile long traffic. So it was really, really cool. And uh, Papa just placed us in all of the perfect spots so that whenever we needed to get somewhere, we were right by whatever um, way that he had for us to get there and to get there easily. And so it was just a blessed time to be in a, a covenant city of ours and a place that's very precious to us. Yes, and we I think for us it was a very important Pesach or Passover preparation time. Uh, just as we had shared some things last week and then, um, you know, had shared about finding the lost coins, those things that uh, were never meant to leave our expression of him or our revelation of him to others. And um, so I think there was definitely some of that um, along the way. And we did right at then. We were just there for, for two days, really, two and a half days. We spent two nights there and we were... We kind of drove all over. We were, you know, in various areas, the Fort Worth area, the more surrounding uh, cities, kind of suburbs of, of Dallas, Plano, that kind of thing. But um, our last night, we got to go into downtown Dallas for, uh, you know, I'll call it a, a um, 
social dinner with business people. Yeah, <laughs> we people we do business with who that was one of our reasons for going was uh to have this time and so um we were invited to this amazing place that we had never been. It wasn't there when we lived there. It's fairly new, I think within the past five to six years. And uh it's called Cafe Momentum. So it is a restaurant and culinary training center for at-risk youth. So what that means is your wait staff, the chefs, ultimately everyone working there except for some of those who are, are stewarding this project are at-risk kids who are uh, getting their life together. And something that infected, impacted both of us greatly was they, you know, each of the, the kids that we would interact with um, would tell us their story, like what their life had been. And then we were talking to, um, I'm not sure that she was a manager, but she definitely, you know, had a role there. And um, it was not an at-risk youth herself, but she um, had come from another restaurant to be part of this. And uh, so she was telling us, like, their interview process, which consisted largely of two questions. And the first one was, how old are you? Because this uh, program is for... 17 to 22, I think. Yeah, something like that. So you had to fall in that age range. And then, have you been in trouble in the last year? And the answer to that question needed to be yes, to be able to get, to become part of that program, which was just about the most phenomenal thing. I mean... Yes. We couldn't, it just, we were... Wrecked. Yeah, we were very wrecked by it. And I think after, you know, before hearing that, we were interacting with these lives, just getting engaged in lives and and hearing stories of, of the, you know, where uh, someone had come, one of these kids had come from and where they were now. And, and, you know, just right in the middle of Passover preparation and preparing our hearts and hearing about these deliverances. Um, was really significant, and um, they worked with such joy, like as if they knew they had a second chance. And uh, one of the the pursuits of this of Cafe Momentum is that they want to have a higher success rate than the jails do, and the you know kind of the that system that's very prevalent there, they want to have a better rate of return, you know, meaning more people return to who they are. Um, and right now they do, but they're not resting on their laurels, so to speak. They're like, it is better, but it's not. It's not what we saw. It's not what we're believing for yet. And so um, just the thought that you know, you actually couldn't be hired unless you had been in trouble in the past year. Like we said, it just really wrecked us because it it's so, Papa, you know, always, have you been in trouble? Well, come, let me take you through, let me take you through this program. <laughs> you know, let me, let me remind you who you really are. Gotta say, we had the best desserts I mean, the best dessert. So there were six of us at the dinner, and they had six different desserts. So what would you do? Of course, you would get all six. 
desserts so you could all share and swap and everything. Especially if we're the ones that are eating there. Right. Because we're not just going to try one of them. Right. And and yes, it was un- incredible. So the most significant thing to me was that Pa's favorite dessert, and I don't just mean like his favorite dessert at their restaurant. Like he was calling it the filet mignon of desserts. It didn't even have chocolate in it. Pretty incredible. That is incredible. And the girl who made these, she's part of the program, 19 years old. And um, just, you know, she's training to be a chef now. She made these desserts that were so incredible. And so we were getting to taste the fruit literally of their choices. But you, you could feel such a celebration of the choice to return. And... And of course, like they said, everyone that's gone through the program hasn't hasn't remained faithful to that choice, you know, and they, they've walked through that, the grief of that, but they keep going. They, they're persisting in this, and they're seeing such beautiful results, and uh, just of giving somebody the space to to become who they're really created to be and have the opportunity to do something that they either they've dreamed of doing, they never dreamed of doing because they didn't think it was possible. And uh, it was just like being surrounded by just restoration and um, just the beauty of it, like seeing it in action, what it looks like. And not that we don't see that, you know, daily, but it was just this collection, you know, all in one spot, this just where that's all this place was about, you know, was serving, um, these kids just really, um, really just swept us off our feet. So it it was such a blessing and, and there's so many things to say about it. Um, obviously we, we want to say, exactly what we experienced there and and the food was amazing um i'm sorry but smoked fried chicken uh i don't know whose idea it was i just know that i love them that had to be god's idea it was so good the 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 (laughs) mashed potatoes and and the way it all just kind of went together it was a very smoky kind of uh everything so it was really really delicious and there was a menu so you had choice um but even the appetizers uh, were fairly ridiculous. They're just just yeah. great taste and well made, and clearly their chef is um, very talented. And then they bring in the the youth to do the the actual cooking, and um, so they've got the recipes and they're very talented at it. And so the food was really good. And the, then obviously we were just touched by each of these uh, kids, and um, so we got to we got to meet. Uh, a number of the people there, and uh, Papa just opened up a way for us where they brought all of the employees out oh, yeah. so that we could meet them and hug them. And, of course, there were pictures, and uh, and we were all discussing various hair uh, techniques. <laughs> they really liked Pa's beard. That was awesome. And, you know, so you have this incredible uh, connection taking place, and... We just got to give glory to God in in everything that we did, and the, and it is very popular. I mean, there there were by the time 
you got into the later evening, all the tables were full, mm-hmm. um, and it, it was a great experience in all those ways. But I think one of the one of the biggest impacts was was just Papa saying that that what they're doing is just like the kingdom, that um, it's for those people that he's drawing to maturity, and that and that instead of the qualification being that you've done nothing wrong. The qualification is that you've done something wrong and recently, which means you're human. And that's that's the planet Earth right now is that we're all maturing and we've all done something wrong. And instead of disqualifying us, that qualified us because the journey is now to become people who live greater than our former selves and be uh, through the journey of maturity. Yeah, and I think there was such a vulnerability to it that, you know, I want to know I'm walking in myself, but because they're just sharing up front with you, this is this is how I was able to be, you know, in this program. And, um, and because they were all walking that same road, but you have to know that there's... There's obviously place for judgment or that kind of thing. I would think most people that come to the restaurant kind of understand what it is, but maybe not. And uh, there was no shame. There was no shame. They weren't, there was no cover up. It was just, yeah, this is what I'm being delivered from. And there was one girl who just, oh my gosh, I've thought of her every day. Um, just so many moments of each day since we left. She was pregnant and she had a month to go until she had the baby. And I got to just have just this time with her and ask her, you know, did she know what gender the baby was? Did she have a name? And she shared it with me and, um, surrender and flutter were there with us. And and in the car, flutter was like, I can't wait for this blog. And so I'm probably going to save that for (laughs) a blog later because it impacted me so much what his name meant. But I told her we'd be praying for her and she just glowed like there was no, there was just no shame about the situation because there was such joy in the restoration that the restoration was beginning to outweigh the situation, the circumstance that they were in. And, and it just really got me praying that we would all be so, um, so set in our choice to return and to be restored and that we would have, we'd be unafraid for whatever it was to be seen and so willing for, uh, just to go through, uh, the journey to come you know, to the place of fullness from it and to not try to hide it and cover it up and and be angry because somebody sees it and all that, but just to be that in such a vulnerable place. And, um, so we were, you know, we would just say, go to their website, cafemomentum.com and read the story. We couldn't even begin to tell you, you know, all the story of it. But, um, for us, it was just such a, just a picture of deliverance and how, you know, we've just this morning, um, we're talking again about the only threat we truly live under is the threat of abundance. And I feel like that's what we saw. Like we were seeing the truth of that. Like the only threat left for these kids was God's goodness, his abundance, that they could be rescued, they could be delivered. And 
we'd just been talking about it here a bit, you know, the days before we went, um, leading up to school of, you know, how this season of Pesach reminds us of deliverance, but so often we just think of it as, you know, those big things that we got ourselves into or those situations we didn't expect, but it's, it's everything. Like that's so much of our inheritance, so much of what he came for was for us to see we need a savior and that doesn't disqualify us. It actually, we are qualified. We are qualified just through that need that we need a savior and one of the things that he loves to do is rescue us, is to deliver us, but we can get to this place of shame almost about it, of I needed to be rescued, but it, Jesus is like, yes, you do, thanks for asking, you know, he's not like, how long's it been since you needed help? Okay, it's been more than a year, good, come on it, he's like, you need help today, like, you had a struggle today or there was something you needed delivered from today, come on, you know, and, the, it, you know, it's simple, but um, we were doing school and probably, you know, like this day last week and um, there was just like, you know, you've heard our continuous construction story, but that has been a little bit of an upheaval for the dogs, you know, and brought some changes. So we've had a lot of people inside, which has meant outside for the pets and that kind of thing. And, um, so Jack lives inside now, and this, this has been, you know, since September that he got to return to inside the house. And, uh, so he's outside and he is not happy about it. And he is just barking without ceasing. And so, I have the girls in a wait. We're doing the wait, and it's uh, we're just asking Papa. You know what? We've got a few months left of school. What what areas do you want us to have focus on? You know, and that's one of our words for this year. Where would you have us focus, or would you show us where we haven't focused and you want us to? And so Jack is just not ceasing the barking and. Uh, one of the girls was like, I can't even think much less, you know, pray about this and, you know, that kind of thing. So we, we paused for a minute and we just got to talk about our Savior and that He delivers us from anything. And, you know, sometimes it's that He delivers us from that very situation, like all of a sudden, like, you know, I remember uh, Reapy being in the hospital and, they had discovered a heart problem. This was four or five years ago. We're in the middle of the first immersion. Just couldn't be a crazier time. And this, the doctor comes in and says, she needs a pacemaker. We need to get her to surgery in five minutes, you know. And, and it was just like, oh, Jesus, would you just deliver us? And if this isn't our advocate, if this doctor's not our advocate, would you deliver us to who is? And within a minute of that prayer... That doctor, who I'm sure is a wonderful person, you know, went, got called on a more emergency type case than we even were, and a new doctor came in and was like, no, I want to wait. I want to wait. And through the journey, we found that it wasn't her heart at all. It was some communication of some of her um, glands that caused the issue. And so 
She would not have needed a pacemaker and that kind of thing. So it can be like that kind of thing. But it also can be, um, you know, in that moment, I was like, let's just ask from deliverance and ask for deliverance for Jack. You know, let's just ask for deliverance. Let's just ask him to save us from this so we can be present with him and not be distracted. And what we saw was, so we had worship going and, and the particular song that was playing was six minutes long. And for three and a half minutes, Jack did not bark once, which was a miracle. Then he began barking, not like he had been, but he started barking. But we were all so in his presence. We were so delivered. We didn't notice it now. It wasn't bothering anybody. And, and we all heard these amazing things. And uh, I had shared with the girls, um, that in Hebrew culture, you know, the hoopah that's built that often the couple would go to for their wedding was in the middle of the city, the middle of the town, the village, whatever it was. It wasn't on these outskirts. It was right in the big middle of town. And of course, most of the community was coming for this moment, but there was a really specific purpose for it being placed there. And it was, so this couple would know and remember, they would have this remembrance and this testimony one day that they had gotten married. They had, you know, started this one flesh journey with all these things in the community happening around them because that's always going to be true. There's always going to be things happening around us, but they have this choice during their wedding to focus on each other, focus on the Lord, focus on what He's doing, and then they get to take that choice into the rest of their days. So no matter what's happening in their life, in their home, with their kids, with their jobs, whatever it is, that what they're really in the midst of is not all those troubles and all those problems. It's in the midst of His presence, in the midst of Him, and He will always draw us right back to that place. And so, like I said, it was simple, but it was just a cool picture of we were in the middle of just a lot of noise, and so our idea of deliverance could be take us somewhere else to do this or get all these people out of here. But in that situation, it was deliver us to peace. We don't have peace right now, but that's part of our inheritance, so deliver us to peace so we can be returned and restored to you. And we absolutely were. And uh, so I've, I've watched the girls doing that more and more, and... Um, and we've had things come up, you know, we've got to see, would you deliver us to what your plan is? I don't want to keep being drawn to what it's not. And, uh, that's just been kind of, I think our Pesach place for sure. We're so grateful. You know, he's, he doesn't relent. He, he is always preparing us. And if you can see his work when it's, beautiful and when it's lovely and when it seems not so beautiful or when it hurts whatever he's doing he's making us ready he's preparing us for all that is in his heart that we have chosen but we may not know that it came with the package of our choice but it did and he's revealing and unveiling those parts of our choice that we didn't know were there, but they are. And um, and don't we want to be ready 
don't we want to be able to do the things that he's called us to, even when they're strange and we don't know what they mean? But in the moment of that harvest, we will not know what hit us because what he will do through us is beyond anything we've ever known. Yeah. And it's, it's because he prepared us and, and we received that journey and it, it, it's always lovely. Even when the moment doesn't feel lovely, it is lovely because of what's to come. It's just what Jesus said, you know, even before the cross, right before the cross, you know, he knew the cup he was drinking. And um, for us, we may not know the exact manifestation to come, but we know he's going to do above and beyond our wildest dreams. And so what a joy it is for us to walk through this journey. Yeah, and I think even for us coming home, you know, this was not a vacation trip. This wasn't a hideaway. Uh, we we barely saw our hotel because we were, you know, kind of driving all over the Metroplex. And, uh, and we get home late and just fall into that bed, just bone tired um, from just the things we were doing. And then, so Sunday, we tried to, you know take a little time in the morning and all that before we headed home. We had one one more thing. We were going to stop by um, my brother's and, and help him with something on our way out. And um, so there had been a lot of activity, you know, and uh, and from a very restful place, honestly. We just, we were very satisfied. Our body, bodies were very satisfied to get to rest at the end of the, the two days, you know. And we probably were up later. We're not late night people at all. And so we uh, definitely were up past our bedtimes. But so we're, we're getting ready to leave, maybe just even in the car, leaving the hotel. And, and, some well actually Axel and Tav texted us and they just share this moment where they have they have taken part in something that we had and that just really was very meaningful us really impacted us very deeply and they're having the same experience which is the definition of communion when we all are experiencing him together something he's doing together each in our new unique way but he's moving us not away from each other because of how we experience, but he's moving us together because of it. And so it just kind of got us remembering our own story in it, what we experienced. And uh, so we're, we're just on the way home and we're, we, you know, pause like, Hey, let's listen to the music from it. And uh, so we do, and we're just listening. And it, it really was just a story being told start to finish. Like, a, from childhood to this moment of return, this moment of deliverance, you know, and uh, we both just were in the midst of, you know, a bunch of cars around us. We're driving, you know, I think we've just crossed back into Oklahoma and we're both just crying because some coins were found. I think it'd be the best way to say it. Um, and I think, you know, last week I talked about mine. I think these coins were paws <laughs> that he found. But he's sharing the treasure of what he's just found. And, you know, it's impacting me greatly. And we're just having communion. We're driving, just trying to keep driving and weeping and and all of that. So we loved that because it's just he's making 
how, how much he loves for us to need him and how much he loves to be needed and be able to give to us the thing we can't fully receive when we're away from him, you know, and, and just how much inheritance there is for us in so many ways. And so we, we did make it home and, um, and then got to enter a little bit more into what that was once we were stationary and, uh, not, not driving, but just, he just, Papa just seems to keep talking about it, how much he loves our return, how much he loves um, our restoration, and he's like, you need me today? Come on. And he'll just, doesn't matter all those circumstances, he just delivers us right to him. And we discover that he was right there with us, because that's part of his promise is he will be with us. And um, so it just, it was really, um, really awesome for us. And uh, so tonight we will head into two gather. We get to have our Pesach celebration Friday night. And uh, we have some, some surprise for people and, and hoping and praying for everybody to just be able to wait for the surprise, the unveiling we have to do. And we'll get to tell you more about that. But tonight we'll be gathered. Um, so we'll have a dinner together, our communion together. And it's, it's, uh, our testimony night where we have testimonies, but, uh, largely it's going to be our day um, which is, it would have been enough. If you had only done this, it would have been enough. And we had a really powerful time with that last Pesach where we all just shared like five, tried to do at least five of, if you had only done this, it would have been enough. And uh, so we'll get to do that tonight. And then we have some other things for, for Friday when Pesach begins. But I think um, just in encouraging you to do your own day on news wherever you are, whether that's at a, a Pesach meal or your Shabbat meal or just at your table today, you know, whenever that is. But just those things of if this is all you had done, like that was huge for us in Dallas because that, that was a place of origin for us. And, and we were really recounting that if you had only brought us together, you know, if he had only let us find each other, that would have been enough. If we had only, you know, had our kids here, that would have been enough. Or we had only experienced this here. And, you know, the list was kind of endless, you know. And uh, just, we can, we have that opportunity to do that wherever we are. Like, we can do that here. You know, we're kind of looking at the construction. We're like, gosh, if you had only fixed this one thing would have been enough, but it's kind of getting kind of amazing out there, you know, the more we look, or if you had, you know, only, you know, answered that one prayer, or done that one thing, or touched that one heart when I asked, you know, whatever it is, just take some time and recount those, um, we're, we're so moved by those every year, just all the rehearsals he gives us, all the reminders, but we we just were really beginning our Dayanus on that trip. Just, you know, there were so many things he did. We, we lived there together such a short amount of time, to the shortest in our history together. But seeing if he had only done 
these things, you know, it would have been enough. It was pretty amazing. So um, do yours. Just let him show you, you know, and you can go back years or you can start right now. And uh, we just hope you'll find such such communion with him over it, realizing how good he is. And again, that the threat we really live under, you know, I said something about the weather because, you know, everybody, even before we got back to Oklahoma, was like, well, they said it's going to rain without stopping all week. And, you know, I, we get the need to look at that when you're trying to plan things, but um, it actually hasn't done that. And he's so much greater when we give him the opportunity and when we agree with him. And so there are all these, you know, flood warnings and things like that. And, and, you know, it could, it could rain some more, I'm sure. But, um, so I'm not, I'm really not trying to be sassy as I can be really not. I'm just saying that, um, we give him the room because the only threat we truly live under is the threat of his abundance. And even if there is trial or even if there is something that happens, we trust him to bring his goodness to complete it. Like whatever that trouble is, is never the conclusion. It's never the fullness of the story. It's just where he meets us and he brings the true threat, which is his goodness. So happy Pesach to everyone. Have a lovely, lovely week. Time with the lamb who loves us so much.